Hey, David. What's up? Do you think it's the wisest thing to do as someone who reviews video games to review a game that was released 25, 30 years ago? Um, well, like to what standards, like, does it still hold up kind of thing or review it based off of as if it was just released as the, a new the game se- now? The second one. <laughs> um, have can, I can played I- the game before? Yes, everybody's played this game before. Actually, there are some people who haven't played the game. I think um, you were one who, who only played like the first level and you were terrified of a penguin. That's This is true. So uh, <laughs> I was just perusing the internet the other day and uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars has been out for, what, two days? And it's, our, it's garnering a lot of negative reviews from critics who are too dumb to realize that they didn't do anything to change the games. They just made them look prettier. Wait, so you mean that people are mad that a game that came out, you know, 20 years ago is the same today? And the cameras are still broken. We'll get into it it and more coming up soon on the Scene On Screen podcast. I gotta tell you, I'm really for this flavor, this energy drink I'm drinking right now. Oh yeah, what are you drinking? Shout out to Rain Energy. I never heard of you until today, but I will gladly drink another one. This melon mania kind of tastes like if you were to grind a fuzzy peach into a drink and squeeze all that fuzzy peach juice out of there, that's literally what I'm drinking. It is delicious. So it's peach flavored. Yes, but it says melon, so I don't know what the other artificial flavors are in it, but it said there's no sugar, so I'm for it. Huh. Anyways, ooh, it's made in, made in Los Angeles, so uh, it got out of there just before. <laughs> yeah, before the fire tornadoes and the final boss showed up. Yeah. So uh, how are you? Oh, it's been quite the week. Quite oh. the week. I are, are you- I finally finished my education. Thank you. I should have uh, queued up a round of applause, but I don't think I have one. Bum, 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 bum. I do uh, have that one. Yeah. I I just finished my schooling after COVID has uh, put a, thrown a wrench into literally everyone's plan. So I'm finished as of last week, which is really nice. So you know what I did the next day, my first day off? You drank. A little bit, but I also did absolutely nothing. Congratulations. How'd yeah. that feel? It was it was marvelous. You know, it's just nice to not have to do anything. But then this looming dark cloud came over me because I still have to write a board exam in two weeks. So, yeah, back to studying. But it was a nice day. At least I have some time for this. This is like my saving grace. Yeah, it's, that, uh, it's your slice of pie once a week. Yes, or my melon-flavored energy drink, you know, just keeps you going. Aren't you drinking one as well, but from uh, a different company? Yeah, I I have my Rockstar here. This episode is not sponsored by either of these beverage companies. But the reason why I'm getting this one is that for any of you 
folks in good old Canada up here, if you check out your local Dollarama from that's the only place I've found them. Uh, but they uh, they have a one dollar Xbox gift card code on it. Mm. <laughs> I did the math. So you buy this for two bucks from the dollar store. You get one dollar for use on the Xbox store. It's like you're paying a dollar for this drink. That's not bad. And yeah. you get to enjoy that drink. Yeah. So, so my, I'm going to probably just, you know, over the next few weeks while I'm studying, just get a bunch of these, you know, and then by the time I get that sweet, sweet Xbox series X, I'll have, you know, five or six bucks to spend on the eShop, which I probably, or eShop, <laughs> the Microsoft store, which I'll probably wow. use on some cyber, cyberpunk stuff, maybe. If cyberpunk ever comes out. That's true. Um, quickly, I just kind of want to go over the um, the critical acclaims of Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Like, that's how I'd like to start today. All right. Because, believe it or not, majority of this show goes downhill from here and it's not that we're trying to make it negative it's just the companies are helping themselves right now and it's yeah. really unfortunate like the quality of our show will stay mediocre average you know like yeah. what you guys are used to but but the content that we're talking about you know you'll see you guys are in for a treat i will um say there was a comment on our instagram the other day and it's been since deleted, and we can't delete, well, to my knowledge, I can't delete comments off my own post. Um, but they accused us of being a pro Nintendo and Xbox podcast, and we're oh. just not fans of the Sony-ness. Weird. Which is kind of odd, because um, I I have a huge collection of PlayStation games, and I still play my PS4 very regularly. We've just been what, really down on Sony. Lately. I think what people need to, to understand is that we aren't afraid to call companies out on their blunders. Yeah, we aren't and, getting paid by them, but we're also not getting free shit from them. Yeah. And the thing is, is um, Microsoft this year has done, I think, a phenomenal job at the marketing. Recovering. Yeah, of, of from the last launch of their system. If this was the Xbox or or Xbox One and PS4 launch time and we were doing our show then, I promise you and guarantee that we would be ripping on Microsoft and Sony would be getting all the praise. Um, so, hey, whatever. I guess we annoyed someone. But <laughs> let, let, Let's quickly uh, hit up Super Mario All-Stars 3D. As you know, it comes with Super Mario Galaxy, Super Mario Sunshine, and Super Mario 64. I just am beside myself at the reviews that I have watched and read where people are mad. Like they're, they're absolutely livid at the fact that Nintendo just re-released it. Nobody's even giving them credit at the fact that they like um, polished the games. Like the water in, um, why can't I think of the plaza's name? In Super Mario, yeah, Delfino Plaza. Plaza, yeah. The water looks incredible. And Nintendo's always been good at water, but now it looks better. So the funny thing is, though, is that for the most part, the games are uh, 
almost exactly the same as they were on their original systems. Nintendo did do some work with uh, replacing some of the UI stuff for like instructions, right? Yeah. You know, ABXY, all that stuff. Um, and they changed a few things, but for the most part, the games are still running. There was, um, you, you have to find it. There's some breakdowns online and the games are actually, cause the game was leaked online a few days prior. So, some people were, you know, data mining it. And essentially all of the games are running on emulators, which is super cool. Um, and with Super Mario 64, they are doing essentially um, like live injections of certain assets to make them look better, which is cool. But otherwise, it's essentially just like the base game or like the original game. So... Uh, have you picked up your copy yet? Uh, no, I ordered mine online. It just hasn't arrived. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I kind of dabbled a little bit in all three of them. And I would say Super Mario Sunshine does look good, but you can tell that they did a lot of, they've implemented some sort of filtering to, cause it's going from a, like a four by three to a 16, 16 by nine size right um something from standard def to high def right like so the the quality there wasn't or the quality wasn't there in the original game like it looked phenomenal on like a tube tv right but on our high def tvs not so much anymore so you can tell that they did some stuff visually to make it look better on you know our 55 inch screens um but otherwise the game is essentially the same my biggest gripe with super mario sunshine is that there's no inverted controls for aiming flood. Yeah, people were really upset about that. I'm really annoyed because I'm the kind of person that I play inverted when I'm aiming. Yeah, because you're a terrible human being. No, it's because it's the way that it works. It's the best way. Um, So being able to play Super Mario Mario Sunshine, I was actually pretty good at it. Um, But man, when I have to aim with flood, I'm terrible. I'm all over the place. So it's going to be kind of frustrating. Wait. like I, I know you invert on a lot of games, but if you're playing an FPS, do you invert in those too? Yeah. Yeah, man. That's the only way. So, so your brain works backwards when you Okay, shoot. so here's the thing. So imagine if you were to take your hand and put it on the back of your head, like maybe like the top like the top back of your head. And if you want to look up, right? Your hand moves down. Essentially when I'm playing, the way that I see it is that the joystick is controlled to the back of the camera or the, the back of the head. And so down is up and up is down. I just don't think I could do it that way. Like, I, I'd love to be able to, but I just don't think it's possible. It's weird because, like, you know, back in college, we'd be doing TV stuff, right? Yeah. So it's the same thing as if you want to look up on a camera, you have to push, push down. The, yeah, push down. That's what it is. Interesting. Yeah. I've never I've never thought of it that way. It's just I feel it's breaking my brain thinking about it. It like, actually is it is actually very frustrating trying to play a game with non-inverted controls, which is what I am so disappointed with for Super Mario Sunshine. Otherwise, it's a great game and I really enjoyed the collection. I think they did a, you know, it is fairly bare bones, but at the same time it's more than what we could have asked for, 
right? Like we could have expected Nintendo to release these games individually for 40 bucks. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just frustrating playing this game that I played so long and so often on the GameCube and not being able to control it in a way that I am comfortable with. Same thing with um, Luigi's Mansion 3. There was no way to invert the controls. Now, I don't know if they've since released an update that allows that, but I actually, in order to play that game properly, I have my 8-bit Doe controller, and I have to set it up on my computer and set it up so that the control, the left joystick is inverted. Interesting. It's frustrating, but... <laughs> Not the topic we were going with. I know. But right? interesting. Um, I, I was just, I was a little put off at the fact that people were reviewing a game that was 20. Um, what is it? The the lifespans are 20. Um, like 96, I say like, 97 was when Mario 3D, or sorry, Mario 64 came out. Okay, so 13. Wow, that's not right at all. Um, it'd be 23. So 23, and then when did Sunshine come out? That was GameCube. I think. So, like, it's been a while. And, like, I'm excited to finally sit down to play Sunshine. I think that's the first one I'm going to play through. 2002, so uh, 18 years ago. Was and, admittedly, Mario 64 was a little hard for me when I was a, a kid. I would have been 10. That would have been pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I was so afraid of it. Because you were afraid of penguins stuck and on an iceberg? Hard. Yeah, it was hard. Either way, this is a message to all you reviewers who haven't reviewed it yet. Don't be a dick about games that are old that they just repackaged. They made them look cleaner. And they charged everybody full price for it. And if you were dumb enough to buy it because you wanted the nostalgia, that's on you. That's not on anybody else. That is on you. I bought it for the nostalgia. I bought it so I have a physical copy of it. I should also probably buy a a digital copy of it. But also, don't be those assholes who have have it on Kijiji for $150. I saw this. So the other day, yesterday, um, I I was looking on Kijiji. And I just searched, you know, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. And the listing, super rare, uh, ultra hard super to find, rare. like all of these stupid things. And people are like, oh, I have this. This is going to be super hard to find. 150 bucks, 120 dollars. Like one person actually, which was impressive, uh, was selling it for 85 dollars. And the reason being is that he said that he did not want to. Um, let the scalpers win. So he's actually losing money unless he bought it at cost or got like a, a good deal on them. But he had like five of them. Nice. He was selling them for 85 bucks. Um, which is Will pretty- it be a very rare game? Yes. Eventually it will be. It has all the telltale signs. But Nintendo also mass produced. I sent you a post the other day. Um, there was a midnight launch for it at, I want to say it was Microplay and New Market. Then 90 copies go out the door at midnight. And then they followed that up with a show. They sent a picture out or tweeted a picture and they had like 25 other copies. Yeah. Um, I have been to a few stores and have seen many, many, many copies still available. So I think um, maybe in the bigger cities, it might be a little harder to find at stores. But in if you can get to kind of a lesser busy area you have there's definitely no 
no shortage. Um, I actually picked my copy up from Costco. I was there getting some groceries because I hadn't got anything in like three weeks. So we were just kind of perusing. And then I saw that they had the, you know, when you buy games and stuff like that from Costco, it's just like the big cardboard thing. It's take it to the front. Mm-hmm. So uh, they had those and it was $77. And I was like, oh, hells yeah, I'm going to buy this. It's like $3 cheaper than everywhere else. Took it up and they were like, oh, it's not letting me sell it, saying that it's not released. I'm like, yeah, today's the release date. So, <laughs> you have it on display. So um, I guess maybe no one had purchased it before because they hadn't set the system up to allow it to be sold. So, hey, maybe I got the first copy from that store. But this was like probably two or three in the afternoon. So, um, you know, places, they have places. So places, people, they and- have places that you can, there are places where you can get the game. Uh, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, I would say maybe in the next few months, it might become more and more harder to find. Um, but honestly, like Nintendo is still producing them, right? Yeah, like, it's not going to be like the super Nintendo where it's like, they the only had like, yeah, where they only had, you know, 10 or 15 per store and there was none left. Um, I'm this, still looking for the nest, but I'm not going to pay more than a hundred dollars for it. Yeah. Maybe 120 is my limit, but. And Nintendo I, said that they're selling this for until March, right? So we've got October, November, December, January, February, March. You have six and a half months. I have to a, get a copy of this game. What is March in Nintendo world? That's Mario day. Mario day. What could come out on Mario day? Another collection. Oh, that'd be sweet. What day Think is about Mar- it. what day is March tenth? Like day of the week. Oh, I'm not sure. Calendar. That is a Wednesday. So maybe. But like, could you imagine if it's like Galaxy Two, Super Mario Bros. U? What was the 3D one for? That was the 3D one for the. And now we're just at Switch. So maybe they release another new Mario game, like Super Mario Odyssey 2, which is fairly suggested or heavily implied. Nintendo also showed off a bunch of other stuff yesterday. We should apologize to everybody. Usually we have our shows up for you on Thursdays. And for our avid listeners, you're like, what the hell? Sean, David, I need my laugh. Will you two argue about something? (laughs) Yeah. Guys. Guys, I love your hot takes on everything EA. Where was the podcast? Well, we apologize. There was the Sony presentation and the Nintendo presentation. And David finished school. And I had some personal stuff going on. So this was the the best time to do it. We wanted to make sure that we could get both presentations into a longer podcast for you. So there you go. Yeah. Instead of, you know, rushing home to watch a presentation and just kind of make notes quickly, you know, we, we, we wanted to take our time and digest a bit and see what's going on on the internet, how other people are reacting as well and stuff like that. The, uh, the partner showcase that Nintendo hosted just kind of left, uh, what, it wasn't a great taste in my mouth. Like there was nothing. Well, in there that actually there was two titles that interested me and one's going to be like, it's because you're basic and you like stuff like that, Sean. But yeah, there wasn't a whole lot that I could really sink my teeth into because they're just not franchises that I play. Well, and that's Uh, the thing. It's a it was a mini direct, so it wasn't going to be their 
any major, major announcements. It was like 15 minutes long. Um, and yeah, I, I would agree with, with you. There wasn't much of anything that really stood out for me because I'm not a huge fan of this things that they announced, but I do know that some people were like super psyched for some of the stuff that they announced. Yeah. Um, quickly, I, I noticed when, um, they show like when they pan out to like show you that it's running on a switch. Have you ever noticed the buttons move the same way the characters are moving on the screen? Really? Yeah. I noticed that in the Ori trailer, when it's it pans out to the black switch, the B buttons being hit and the sticks moving left when they're moving on the screen. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if that's a new thing. I'm going to go back and look at some directs and see, but I thought that was really, really cool. What I didn't find cool is another two Monster Hunter games. That silence is me making a face of like, why? <laughs> oh, Monster Hunter on. Rise did Monster. look really good, though. I will Monster say... Monster Hunter is a huge series, though. I know, it's just something I, I don't... like. I haven't enjoyed it. It's very recognizable to me, but it was just maybe at the time I played it, it was just something that I wasn't, I couldn't get into. Uh So I played Batman instead. I don't know. It's just one of those games, like a fairly easy, I may dabble in it in a, in a bargain bin situation, but a lot of people should be very excited about monster hunter rise. It looks really good. Um, The one thing I will give it a ton of credit for is, no matter, like, I think they're now really starting to understand what the Switch is fully capable of, opposed to some developers that you hear a little bit later on. Um, some of the games you look at, you're just like, oh my God, that looks like it could have ran on the GameCube or my phone. The Monster Hunter Rise looked really, really good. It looked really sharp. I was impressed by the way it looked. I just, it's not a game for me. Well, what's really impressive, I think, is that it does look. It, it does look very good for a Switch game. Um, and Monster Hunter, the pr- last one, um, what was the previous Monster Hunter game that came out? That came out on PC, on Xbox, and on uh, PlayStation 4. But Monster Hunter Rise is a full-fledged Monster Hunter game, it looks like. Um, and it's exclusive for the Nintendo Switch, which is pretty sweet. It's very sweet. I'm, I'm like, as I said, I'm very impressed by the way it looked, and I think fans of the franchise should be very, very excited about it. Oh, that's just cool. Monster Hunter Iceborn. Oh, wait, uh, Mon- Monster Hunter World was, uh, oh, yeah, last. and that came out on uh, uh, 2018, so two years ago, and then Iceborn was like the, the expansion type thing that uh, came out last year which I have on PC. I've never played it. <laughs> That's also because you like to just buy games and never play them. Well, no, I got it when I got my video card. Ooh. Yeah. So what about you for Monster Hunter Rise? Uh, you know what? Probably won't buy it. Fair enough. If they, uh, like, about- have a, if they were to have a, like, a free weekend or something like that, I'd give it a go. I'd try it out. But I just could never really get into the Monster Hunter games. So f- I played Monster Hunter on the PlayStation two. And that was phenomenal. I thought that was amazing. Um, but then I just never really got into it afterwards. Uh, I, I was just looking for, um, 
uh, a review of the direct because I was looking for a specific trailer. And it's like poll. Did the Nintendo Direct Mini Partners Showcase meet your expectations? Are you happy, angry, indifferent about the whole thing? Well, let me tell you, it sucked. I love how critical people are right now. So, so critical. Anywho, the next up, they showed also Monster Hunter stories. Um, I had to clarify with you because I couldn't remember. I thought by the art style, it was going to be like the last thing ever released for the 3DS. <laughs> oh, yeah. It just it, just the way it looked, I was like, oh, so am I watching a 3DS game or what am I watching? Again, not for me. I, I think you're in the same kind of area. Yeah, so I feel I, like this one's a little more story-driven and less Monster Hunter-y. Mm-hmm. But are you going to buy it? Because no, you buy things... What do you say? Because I buy things and never play it. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. Hmm. Um, the ne- the next game they showed was the Fit Boxing for the Switch, or Fit Boxing Two. Um, they showed it off, being like, "You can box and dance to your favorite moves or your favorite songs while you're boxing, and then you could even turn off boxing." So, what is it just going to be called? Fit, fit for the Switch. You can just. Um, dance. Yeah, but it's not just dance. That's the thing. Like, if you have an ability to actually turn off the boxing moves, you're just dancing on your screen. It's just following your cursor. Yeah, weird. Aside from just dance, which has been um, a, a non-peripheral based game for so long. I mean, if you have a camera on your your Xbox or your PlayStation, you've been able to play it. If you have a Switch, you play it with the Joy-Con in your hand, and it just follows the motion of your Joy-Con. Just Dance is a niche game, comes out every year, comes preloaded with what seems to be two CDs worth of music, and then you have to pay $24 for the year to have all the music they have. Nintendo has not figured out yet, since the Wii, that people don't want to buy their consoles to use as exercise machines. Ring Fit Adventure, okay, that was cool. That was close. People found it kind of fun. It also drove the mark. Like they didn't produce a lot of them and the market for it now is insane. If you could ever find one for under a hundred dollars, pick it up. But how many more times do you have to have like the Wii Fit trainer, the Wii Fit board, boxing, boxing two, arms, all these games that are supposed to like trick people into working out like Wii Fit sports. Well, they don't try and trick people into working out. Yeah, they're, they do. they're very much marketed as exercise games, but it's still tricking people. It's like, oh, that's kind of like the whole thing that I say when I go to the gym. It's like, oh, well, I could use the treadmill at the gym because there's a TV on, but I can't use I can't run outside because there's no TV to watch. It's actually a lot easier to run on a treadmill than it is. To yeah, because if you stop, you're going to fall on your face. Yeah. Um, so you. But the thing is, you, you Nintendo has always been very proactive <laughs> in you know people being healthy and like you. that. No, 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 no. They have no, no, no. That was a bad pun. Actually, it was a great pun. But it I was. Just, you remember when you told me earlier you were going to be the salty one today? Ugh. What do you mean? I'm up you said you were in a, a little bit of a bad mood. And yeah, I was, I was in a bad mood way before, but it, it, unrelated to this stuff. 
I know. Now, now I'm just like teetering on it. Um, the stupid part about it is I'm talking shit, but I'll try it. <laughs> I'll definitely try it. I've tried every other one. Yes, exactly. But uh, it'd be a big bargain bin for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can tell oh, you. Wow. <laughs> I can just make this easy and tell you every game in here will be a bargain game bin for me. But that's not justice to our listeners like Desgaea 6. Desgaea. I always thought it was pronounced. Uh, wait, now I can't even print. Desguia? Des, 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 I can't des, even. I, can't I thought even it was Desgaea. 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 But the guy Anyways, said it a certain way that it was weird. There's a sixth one. The Sega or something like that. Di- yeah, there's a sixth one coming out. <laughs> How do you feel about that one? You know, I, I never really played the other ones. I hear that they're really good, though. But um, it was never really my thing. I'm not a big fan of the, um, what are they called? Tactical RPGs. Yeah. Um, I don't mind, you know, like XCOM was good, but I feel like that was more different. Um, I don't like the, the grid based tactical RPGs where you can only move like four spaces and attack. That's it. Like at least with XCOM, there was a little more strategy involved. Same with um, Mario plus Rabbids. I don't know. The, the Sega, that's what we would call it. Dice Gaia. <laughs> Dice uh, Gaia was never something that I really um, was got into because it's a typical. Uh, I thought we uh, we decided we're not allowed to talk about Mario versus Rabbids anymore because I didn't take advantage of it that one time. And I was really upset about it. What are you talking about? Remember, was it? Was it? Did I see it at Walmart? Oh, Walmart I had the, uh, the had statue the, and everything for twenty bucks. Yeah, man, I bought three of those. And <laughs> did you sell all three games? Yeah, we did actually. You're a bad at man. The, at the time, at the time, well, you didn't have a Switch at the time. I know. Um, at the time. Mario plus Rabbids was still retailing for, I think it was like $79 or something like that. It was still full price. So I took it in and I traded it and got like 45 bucks <laughs> trade wow. credit. Yeah. You spent 45 or $40 and you got 80. Not bad. Yeah. Um. So again, a, a bargain binner for me. Here's my first hard pass. Legitimate first hard pass. Empire of Sin looked like a game that was played on a mobile phone three years ago. I do not understand. What's that commercial that you always see when you're on social media? It's like called Criminals and Crooks or something. Something like that, yeah. But you you know exactly what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, 100%. That, that like dank art style where it's just like, well, you can either tell on the pimp or you can join his crew. That's literally what that looked like. That mm-hmm. looked bad. That looked really bad. And the fact that the Switch is got this kind of like puffy, not very dark games, but we do have some monster games and stuff. And then you're putting this on it. Like at least the GameCube had some balls with like true crime streets of the LA uh, streets of LA and LA noir. This is just awful. And it looks worse. I'm sorry. Yeah. It looks like this was, do you remember the, um, the short story before, Toy Story 1, the guy playing chess. Yeah, kind That's of. Kind of what this looks like. Like the same really 
poorly done animated style. Like, okay, here's the thing though. It's, it's a, it's another, I don't know, turn-based tactical shooter. No, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just, and nobody's, I have nobody's one, mouths move. The, um, there's also a PS4 version of it and it looks just as awful. It's coming it's out just, on Xbox one as well. And PC. So it's, it's, it's a multi-platform game, but it was made by uh, Paradox Interactive. They do a lot of maybe not necessarily AAA games, um, but they do they do a lot of these. Well, they do Crusader, Crusader Kings, which is a pretty big big game. But I don't know they're more of a publisher of many many indie games. Yeah, there is um, there's some gore in the trailer though. I'm trying to look for the actual Switch trailer because the Switch trailer is a minute less. There's no blood. There's lots of guns, but like you don't see the blood flying out of the person's body. Interesting. That's all I needed to see there. Um, hard pass. Yeah, no thanks. Just, just a big old hard pass. Um, for Switch players who have never played the Sniper Elite series, Sniper Elite 4 is available on Game Pass or is a Sniper Elite 3 right now. One of the two is on Game Pass if you have an Xbox. If you are a fan of really awesome, like long-range tactical shooters that are very story-driven and more so like you're guaranteed to make the shot, this is a very, very good game. Mm-hmm. If you played through the series, they're really fun. It looks pretty cool on the Switch. I, I can't wait to try it out. Um it doesn't involve a ton of like hard movement. So like it shouldn't destroy your joy cons, but it might be a better game to play on a pro controller. Um, I, I actually want to see how this reviews. I'm, I'm very interested. Yeah, it, it looks interesting. I probably won't get it though. Uh, next up, we had the long dark that kind of reminded me a little bit of zombie U with its um, survival mode where you could just go as long as you can until an animal kills you or something. Interesting. Um, I'm going to go with a review on that one too. Uh, isn't the long dark that has been out on Xbox for a while, hasn't it? And PC? Uh, possibly. I think so. Long dark. It is a survival game. That's what it tells me. Fearless navigator. Ooh. Made the by Highlander long games. Dark. The long dark. Ah, man, it has a really high rating on Steam. Yeah, I know. It's, it's been out for a while. It's a pr- pretty good game, apparently. Do you know how long a while is before? Like, you know, for like three years, right? Try, try more. Try Five. eight. Eight years? Really? Oh, wait, wrong, wrong, wrong. That was the wrong math. I'm sorry, six years. It's been out for six years. <laughs> Released in 2014, not 2012. Wow. But crazy. Um... I'm interested to see what it retails for when it drops on Switch later. Or it was available as of yesterday, I believe. Um, eBay has it for twenty-four dollars like physical, and Xbox One you can get it for fifteen dollars in their eShop or their Xbox store. Whatever <laughs> I did the same thing today, but it's all being called the eShop. Everything is electronic. Mm-hmm. Um, Here's a game I hyped up a ton for Xbox and still haven't picked it up. I will probably around Black Friday when I know I can get it for like $20. But that is still 
almost double what David paid for it for his copy of the Switch. PGA 2K21 is coming to the 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 console in physical. Yeah, but it's been available digitally for about I want to say a month now. Uh, it came out. Yeah, like mid August, I think, or the end of August, the twenty eighth, I think. And you know what? I've been thinking about it. I might just get it on Switch, based on the fact that I can still play it on the TV. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, the Switch version doesn't look the greatest, but it's the same game. I mean, really. twelve dollars is a hell of a lot better than fifty nine ninety nine. That's true. I got the deluxe edition for eleven dollars and thirty cents Canadian. Yeah, I'm. I'm. As I said, I'm very interested in it still. It's just when I was kind of looking at the roadmap of the rest of my year in gaming to take a brief detour, like PGA 2K is on it. But I know I'll buy NHL. I know I'm going to buy Cyberpunk. And I know I'm going to buy Call of Duty. And with news coming out that that next-gen games are possibly going to be higher, which we'll talk about in a little bit, that's... $300 $300 committed to three games. Unless they're going to start giving you a discount on digital. I Um But we'll, we'll go over that in a little bit. Sorry, I just wanted to let you know what games I was going to buy. Thanks for letting us know. You're, you're, I wasn't telling anybody but you. You're Every, the only person I cared about that. <laughs> Every, everyone was actually wondering. I'm sure I mean, someone woke up this morning and was like, I wonder what games Sean's going to play this year. Two of them would have been fairly predictable. Yeah, Call of Duty and NHL. Yeah. Although I haven't recently been buying all the Call of Duties, but this one, this year has won me back, which is great. It's like, I was playing some core last night. It was pretty fun. Um, They had another dungeon crawler with Hades. It it, It looks cool. Apparently, okay, so that game released at the same time as the, um, Nintendo Direct. And it is a rogue-like, which I kind of hate, but at the same time, people like it. It's a rogue-like dungeon crawler action RPG. The artwork actually looks amazing. Um, and I guess it's actually really good. I was perusing the Nintendo Switch subreddit the other day. And yeah, people were raving for it, raving about it. So pretty impressive i i kind of took a look at it um and decided not to get it i'll get it maybe when it like it, i'm intrigued that's the thing but maybe not full price intrigued so i'll probably wait until i don't know it goes half price or something yeah it's, it's one that i think i want to try on like a, a free to try type situation but very interesting very interesting Another one that kind of showed some interest to me was that Balan Wonderworld. It had that kind of whimsical platformer feel. And they were like, yeah, there's a wind level and a water level. And the animation looked kind of there. Um, but I, I was I was interested to see what it looks like and how it plays. I, I'd love to see some gameplay. Uh-huh. Opposed to just a trailer. Um, I, I can't say the same about Rune Factory because... Oh, sorry. I didn't even rate that game. I'm sorry. Um, I would like to see that's going to be kind of a reviewer bargain binner for me. I do have interest in it, though. Yeah, I don't even really know what it is. So that's a pass. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, and then finally on that list, oh my goodness, my my sheets are all gone. Uh, there's Rune Factory 5, which I have no interest in whatsoever. <laughs> it's just like, oh, you can fall in love and get married and combine your powers. No. Did you play any of the Rune Factories? Um, I think like uh, on the, the DS or something like that forever ago. Yeah. Um, finally on Nintendo, because I know you guys are dying to hear what we have to say about Sony. David and I had alluded numerous times that we thought um, Microsoft and Nintendo were a little close. Maybe snugging a little bit. Like they got bunk beds, right? Yeah. It's just one step closer to sleeping together completely. I won't I won't deny when I saw that trailer for Ori, Will, and the Wisps and the fact that they're doing a collector's edition with both games. It looked really good on the Switch. It looked yeah. really, really good. Yeah, super impressive. Um, I Well done, Nintendo. I think that will sell really well because it was very well received. And I think that's the kind of game that I would enjoy playing on like a handheld mode, you know, just kind of relaxing in a comfy chair, you know, maybe it's raining outside or, you know, it's a cool fall day with the breeze blowing leaves are falling. Who knows? Maybe it will be a cold wintry night, you know, big soft snowflakes falling softly outside the window, just playing by the light of one little desk lamp that I have sitting there, playing Ori and the Will of the Wisp. Now no longer on the <laughs> Xbox One exclusively. Doesn't that sound relaxing? It, sound, it sounds fantastic. Yeah. It has that like colorful tone too where you're like, there's a candle definitely in this room flickering. Like <laughs> my, my, my room is lit by lantern. The door creaks open and there's oh, my girlfriend standing at the door. And uh, with her slipper in one hand comes charging at me because I didn't wash the dishes. (laughs) (laughs) You and I were going to go very different ways. I was going to be like, and now you see that animated line of the wind come across your floor. A little bit of snow kind of ruffles in. That was the Nintendo presentation. (laughs) Yeah, it ended on a very sexual note. It it was as... (laughs) Bland as bland could be. Like, yeah, it was, like it was as disappointing as you could imagine it to be, but also as exciting as it could be for people who are fans of these franchises. Now, if I said to you on Monday, hey, David, there's a there's going to be a Nintendo presentation on Thursday that they just announced. I think it's going to be better or worse than Sony's presentation. I would what say would Sony's said? presentation was better. Okay. I I would I would have expected I expected more from Nintendo, but honestly, I'm saying I'm I'm thinking that Sony's presentation was better just because. But were was, you expecting more out of Sony? Oh, of I know everybody I was expecting was. more out of Sony. Let's get into that Sony's Sony's blunder. Sony did what Sony does best. Sony did a- what Nintendo don't. They fucked up their own launch of something. (laughs) Oh, I mean, it's going to be just like the Wii U. Guaranteed. It's just going to be like the Wii U. Um, People are confused, man. Okay. First things first. I'm the realist. Second, 
Second thing that I guess first and foremost that I want to go over is they did exactly what we thought they would. We said it last week on the show. We were like, you will know the release date. You will know the price. The price is going to be identical in the United States Mm -hmm. to what the Xbox was and uh, the Xbox Series X. And they would sell their main system at a loss. But then in their infinite wisdom, they were just like, hold my beer. We're going to sell the digital for $100 more. And if you want to get the Blu-ray drive to attach to it, we're going to charge you $100 on top of that. So you might as well just buy the whole system. Yeah. Do you want to do games first or do you want to just? Yeah, let's do games first because those aren't as angry filled. I mean, the first one was a delightful treat. They they did really well with the games. I think today they had some they had some PS stuff. They had some Xbox or um, multi console stuff. The yeah. the piece de resistance though, le piece de resistance is Final Fantasy sixteen. Which you know what? Like I'm, uh, I was shocked by that actually. Um, so they started off with Final Fantasy sixteen. Yeah, that's strong open. Strong open. That was a big open. And Final Fantasy 16 is coming out on the PlayStation 5. And it is exclusive to the PS5 and the PC, which is funny. I love how there was a meme that I saw. Every every picture, it's like PlayStation exclusive with a little asterisk, also on PC. Um, but that's the thing is that uh, I'm in... <sighs> intrigued and kind of shocked maybe a little surprised that the latest installment in final fantasy is going to be a playstation exclusive again now granted it could be a timed exclusive like final fantasy 7 remake right like Mm -hmm. a one year time exclusive but the thing is is that uh with well i guess with the final fantasy 7 remake it didn't say they didn't announce that it was coming out for xbox for a while. Um, everything else was just saying like PlayStation, PlayStation, PlayStation. So my guess, um, if I did make one, my guess would be that this is going to eventually come out on the Xbox series. Um, but at least a year after it launches on the PlayStation five, but it looks cool. I, I, I don't know. Cause they like plastered. It was like PS exclusive. Well, that's the thing is like, if you remember any of the PlayStation four stuff, some of the exclusive games on there, you know, it was always just like exclusively on the PlayStation four PS four exclusive. And then you look at a lot of these games that were exclusives for the PS four and they're coming out on PC now, Mm -hmm. um, like horizon zero dawn. Right. And there's a few other ones, but, um, I think ultimately square Enix is going to release it on, the Xbox, it's just a whole other market of gamers, right? Um, and they would honestly be stupid to not release it on the Xbox at this point. Like, well, there's no such thing as a console war anymore. So, oh, it's very much alive. Have you have you seen the Twitters? Yeah, but all Ugh. the experts are saying the console war is dead. Yeah, because who won? The people, the fans. That's actually a nice take on that. I appreciate it. No, we we definitely won. We got what we wanted. That's true. And we didn't give up a lot, except 
we gave up everything. I don't know. I don't know. Like the Final Fantasy 16 trailer showed some, I don't know, classic Square Enix stuff. We don't know really know if it's um, gameplay, actual gameplay, or if it was just like pre-rendered stuff or whatever. So but, well, let's hear it. What are you doing? What well, are you doing? Eh? Okay, I'd so wait this, for a review. This is the thing, though, because by the time I get a PlayStation Five, most of these games are going to be bargain bin, anyways. Yes, but remember, you have to deal with this as if you have the system. I know. Um, I'm oh, I'm a sucker for the Final Fantasy games. I've always been a, a big fan of them. Um, even if I didn't really like them, um, I would I would get it at launch. Wow. Yeah. Didn't see that one coming. Just kidding, I did. Um, I would go for a review. Because I'm not... I, I mean, you don't really see Final Fantasy... buy it. Uh, I, I, I've played some Final Fantasy games. The thing for me is, like all good things, Final Fantasy will end up in a bargain bin. Eventually, yeah. But you know what? You might like these later ones a little more than... The Some previous the ones, ones because they have pretty much like from this point on, they're all going to be action RPGs, right? Um, it just depends on if you can get behind the themes and the character designs. They still have a very unique, uniquely Final Fantasy character design style, right? Oh, you could tell within like what 10 seconds of the trailer you were looking at a Final Fantasy yeah. game, yeah. And if anyone's played Final Fantasy 14, so the online one, uh, you would know Yoshi P. As the director of that, apparently he is um, directing um, Final Fantasy 16. So some of the characters and the character designs look very, very Final Fantasy 14-ish. But it looks cool. All right, so that's the first one. On to the next one, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Well, The game takes place cool. one year later Yeah, after the story of the, the original. What was cool about this, though, is that it was more gameplay less like there was a there was you know the whole story kind of pre-rendered cutscene kind of bullshit that they always play insomniac did that last time too yeah but there was some gameplay on there and hey guess what it looks exactly the same as the last spider-man game the the battle system is identical yeah except Um, you can electrocute people yeah here's the thing for this one there's there's not really much we can say about it because it's just a spider-man game but guess what it's also coming out on the PlayStation 4, so I don't need to get it on the PS5. Did uh, I'm a sucker for superheroes. It'd be a launch game for me. Yeah. Or you wait till Black Friday and get it for $21.99. Well, like because though, it is a um it's the not like a game. full full-fledged game though. Right? Like it's a standalone expansion, so it's probably going to be shorter than uh, Spider-Man. Um, and it's being priced at a lower price point. I think it's forty nine ninety nine US dollars. Cause so it'll uh, sell really well. Games went up in price. So what would normally be um, 40 bucks has gone up to 50 bucks in the United States. So, um, but yeah, no, it'll sell well, but I, and from what I've seen online, a lot of people are just like, you know what? I'm just going to get it on, PS4. That's one game that I want was excited for that I want and I don't need to buy a PS5 to play it. So that's good. 
I'm I'm in that boat. The the next game they showed though, for reals, um, I know Chris was way more excited than I was. And then she said she would spastically learn how to play it. I was like, I would I'd play video games with you for this. <laughs> I actually oh. when I was when I was Sorry, watching it, the first person I thought of was Oh yeah, I know Chris is gonna love this one. Yeah. Um Hogwarts Legacy Legacy, open world. And it caused a little bit of a controversy because for those who don't know what's going on in the actual wizarding world of Harry Potter. I don't. What is it? Excuse me, J.K. Rowling is incredibly transphobic. <laughs> and she's been tweeting about it nonstop. So people have now come to the conclusion in their own minds that Harry Potter was written by Harry Potter. <laughs> and he imagined the whole thing. Now that like they're, they're changing. They want to believe and love the story still, but they hate the person that it came from. So they're coming up with their own narrative of how the show or how the books were created and the really? movies were created. Wow. Even though the movies apparently don't even come close to what the books provided. Now, with that being said, this is a Warner Brothers IP that they paid filthy, filthy money for. And I think they're doing it with Avalanche Studios, if I remember correctly. And she's not getting much of it because it's not titled under Harry Potter. She's getting paid for the Hogwarts stuff and Harry Potter may or may not appear. But you get to create your own characters. You get to create your own legacy. You get to go fight monsters or be magical. You can go shop in the shops. You can go do whatever you want. It, it has kind of like a, like Chris was like, oh, I don't want to play a game where you have to follow like a definitive story that doesn't make sense to canon. Like all of a sudden everybody has the ability to fight like a basilisk or something. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I, I felt it was going to be more like Fallout where there was a main story that you'd have to do, but you could do pretty much whatever you want around it. So everybody, every player will get the same kind of experiences, but you get to choose the remainder. And I think that was really cool. Um, for me, like we're going to watch this one really closely cause she would like it. Um, but we're close to like launch review area. Yeah. I've never been a Harry Potter fan. So granted it does look kind of cool. I think, um, the concept is cool because yes, there are these adventure games where you, you know, you can use magic, you can use weapons and stuff like that, explore trolls, fantasy lands, all that stuff. But there hasn't really been an open world, you know, make your own character, live your own, like create your own story within the Harry Potter universe. So, and I'm actually quite honestly surprised that it took this long for something like this to come out. I wonder if it was a creative thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was like, um, because they are no longer directly under the, um, whatever author creative control. Uh, they might have, a little more control over what they want to do, right? Could you could you imagine what Star Wars would be like if Kathleen Kennedy didn't exist? Well, maybe not if she didn't exist, but maybe if she just wasn't involved with any of the stuff. But okay, hold on, quick segue. Did you see the uh, trailer for Mandalorian season uh, two? No, because I haven't watched Mandalorian one, so why would I spoil it for myself? Jeez, man, you need to get on that. You have a month and a half to catch uh, up. I promise we are on the final Star Wars movie and then I will be watching the Mandalorian after. All right. 
I know they don't even line up because it happens before a new hope, but just saying. I'm I'm holding that. Which, if you guys are lucky, you'll be able to hear David and I speak of the Last Jedi. Oh, maybe maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll have a a special episode of our discussion on the Last Jedi two years later. We could do a Simpleton versus a David's review of all nine Star Wars. Just, just the nine. We we won't do Rogue One and we won't do Solo, which apparently David's wrong. It's a good movie, but I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> okay, well, you know what? Let's leave it to the people. Um, let us know if you want to hear Sean and I discuss our opinions on the Star Wars um, saga. And, and if you do... Be prepared because I will do that thing I always do because I forget characters' names and I'll be like, "Who is that guy who was friends with Qui Gon?" You know what? Before, if we do that, we'll give you a little cheat sheet of characters and their relations to each other. No, I just want flashcards with like, <laughs> I I forget the girl with the big eyes and the glasses who owns the bar in space that Han oh, Solo goes to. I don't know. She's in two movies. Is she? Yeah, she's the one who um, has Luke's lightsaber. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about, but I don't know her name. Get this back to his room. You've got to get this to Mr. Skywalker. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Hogwarts Legacy launch review for me. Not going to get it for me. You know what? I would bargain bin that. I'm intrigued, but at the same time, I'm not interested in the Harry Potter universe. So it would literally be a a, a deep, deep discount bargain bin for me. Well, it wouldn't be me who's playing it. I wonder if it'll work on my Xbox One X. I don't know. It's probably going to be a... It wasn't... um... That's going to become Chris's console. But it wasn't uh, exclusive, right? No, it did not say that. So, no, because it's available. Yeah, it's available everywhere. PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, and Windows. Perfect. Makes good for me. Uh, the next game I've already pre-ordered, so we're not even going to talk about it. <laughs> it's Black Ops Cold War coming out holiday 2020. Please do not be surprised if it comes out sometime between November 10th and November 19th. What? It would probably come out between November 10th and November 12th. I don't think so. <laughs> I, do, I don't know if they're that insensitive. Why? Do you really think? Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to come out for the, the launch of both systems. Guaranteed. I don't know if it would come out on the 11th, though. I mean, no, Call of Duty games have in the past, I guess. My guess is that it's going to it's going to release either on or just before the Series X release date. It's going to release the Friday before or the Friday after. The the Xbox comes out on the tenth, right? Yeah, that's a Tuesday. Holy shit! The release dates, <laughs> the release stuff for ten and twelve is bananas, bananas. But I do not see Call of Duty in there. There's no way it comes out before Christmas. Because well, like that, if it's after Christmas though, then it's past the holiday release window. I, I know Warzone has season six dropping at the end of this month. And at the end of season eight, 
they're supposed to, or season seven or season eight are supposed to segue into a nuclear event that'll destroy the map and then the game will start somewhere else. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I already pre-ordered it though. The game looks like a Call of Duty game. Um, The video actually looked pretty cool. Like the guy shoving the grenade in his pocket. Um, The one thing I will say about Call of Duty now more than ever is the integration with Warzone is making the game more desirable for people who have, um, sorry, not more desirable. It's making it more desirable for Call of Duty franchise fans, but it's making it more accessible for people who are getting into Call of Duty. Which sounds yeah, really strange be- because Call of Duty has been around since, what was it, Call of Duty 2? <laughs> well, for the PS, Yeah, like it's been around for a long time, but people are still discovering it, and Warzone is doing so well to like rebuild its brand. Yeah. So I'm 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 super excited for it. It's a game that I wasn't gonna miss. I'm uh, Call of Duty World at War rumored release date, or sorry, Call of Duty Cold War rumored release date is November thirteenth. There you go. That's one day. I'm gonna have to go to a video game store more than once that week. Ugh, bend my arm. Bend my arm, guys. All right. How did you um are are you going to be getting it or is it going to be a pass for you? Or I don't know. Like it, I got to see how it is. Like I was on the fence. Actually Modern Warfare was the first Call of Duty game that I had purchased since I think it was Advanced Warfare. Yeah, uh, in, in, of, Infinite Warfare. Both of which I made you buy. Yeah. Um but I didn't really get anything s- since then and I never really played it other than the few times that we played online. Cause you, you make me buy games. We play like two or three times and then you switch to another game. Yeah. Well, no, I don't switch. I just play the same game over and over and over again. And you're um, like, I want to play something different. <laughs> pretty much. Um, but I was kind of on the fence about modern warfare when I, when it came out, but all the reviews saying that it was more like the classic, you know, call of duty four and, like modern warfare and two and three, like all of that stuff since they got rid of the whole wall jumping sci-fi stuff. So I picked it up and I had a ton of fun with it. I think they, they did a, did a good job with bringing call of duty back to its roots. So as long as they can kind of stick with that for cold war, I will be potentially getting it. Um, The nice thing about the call of duty games is that, the girlfriend likes watching the campaigns so I can sit through and play the campaigns and she'll sit there and tell me to kill people. So yeah, I might get it. (laughs) The progressively easy campaigns. Yeah, that's true. Shorter and shorter, easier and easier, but Hey, whatever. They're very cinematic. Oh yeah. They they do really, really well with what they have. Mm -hmm. Um, Next up, they showed resident evil eight. Or Resident Evil Village. I yeah. like the looks of it. I like Resident Evil games. They're it looks fun. cool. I've never played 7. It looks a lot scary. Very scary. It Maybe I'll play the tower. It looks a lot scary. Um, and I like what Capcom has done with the Resident Evil franchise. They're making it seem more 
more realistic almost in the sense that it's not so much like a big, as far as I know, it's not like a, Ooh, this big evil corporation has turned released a virus and everyone's zombies and you have to get out of the city kind of thing. But it's more, it's more horror. Um, did you play resident evil on the PlayStation? No, I played, where did I start playing? I played my first, Oh, maybe it was PlayStation. We had that really stupid one for Wii. We had the one before it on maybe PS2 or GameCube. GameCube had Resident Evil 4, which was a big, a huge step in the franchise because that's when they got away from the top-down kind of tank controls and went to a over-the-shoulder, more third-person shooter style. Yeah, and then I played 5 and 6. I don't think I've played 7. Okay. Um. I remember playing Resident Evil 2 on the PlayStation 2 at my buddy's house in his basement, and we were terrified playing that game. And Resident Evil 4 was really good, too. Um, They had that whole kind of intro village area, and it was very... It was more kind of cultish and didn't really seem... It wasn't like the typical, oh, yes, we've released this virus upon this city you must escape with your life kind of thing. Um, it, it was more eerie and I felt like it was more in a sense, more realistic <laughs> until the end of the game. But, um, and the, the other stuff kind of was like five and six were kind of going along with that same more real world situations, but it was all still the same kind of, you know, virus outbreak and these people are possessed and stuff like that with seven. They went to a different, um, I don't know, different, storytelling style style almost yeah where it was more isolated like you're in this little cabin and you know it's you're fighting these people and it's not so much a mass collection of zombies it's you know you're just fighting for your life so and i think that's from when i saw like the trailers and stuff like that and i've i've seen some i've played a little bit of the uh like the demo they had like a VR demo thing and that was terrifying, but it reminded me of when I was playing resident evil two on the PlayStation, you know, obviously the graphics have come a long way, but it's still, it was the same kind of scary that I felt playing that game as a kid. And uh, yeah, I haven't played it since. So maybe like it's one of those games that I'll play with all the lights on. In yeah, the it's, a, day, but it's a spooky one. eh? Yeah. But I know people that loved it, and I think Capcom has really kind of tapped into something special with how they've been going with the the new newer Resident Evil games. So I don't know. Well, I'm maybe, interested. Maybe I, I think my only wait on it would be I would wait until I played the seventh one. Um, I think the last one I remember playing. There's like that big. Um, thing in the the cage in the basement that you have to like chainsaw your way through. That's was six, I believe, and it was pretty like like it, that's all I remember though. Shit, you're you're like fighting a guy with a chainsaw in the basement while something's locked up. I don't know. Maybe that's four. I don't know. There, there's a lot of chainsaws throughout the series. It, it's a bargain binner. I I intend to play through the entire series anyways. It's just mm-hmm. what comes next. 
Um, speaking of what comes next, Deathloop. We saw it originally, I want to say, in the Xbox presentation. Correct? Oh, no, it was at the last PlayStation one. Okay, so, but this one was or was not? It It was. No exclusive. You oh. Let me finish. Yeah, it's a PlayStation exclusive. Oh, sorry, Asterix and PC. Yeah, this one to me still looks still looks really kind of fun and zany. Um, they showed a little bit more of, I guess, what looked like the multiplayer. Uh-huh. Um, and then it got kind of gimmicky with that whole Overwatch bullshit. Bargain bin review yeah. for me. It kind of fell off. The first trailer looked really cool where you had to like keep reliving moments and trying to figure it out. But that to me seemed a little bit not as um, interesting or intriguing. Yeah. I would bargain bin that one just because it looks like it's going to get repetitive really quickly. And it, it looked so promising on trailer one, but that's why you got to see multiple trailers, guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Devil May Cry 5, they showed, special edition. Which, okay, this is this annoyed me. Because Devil May Cry 5 is already out on PC, Xbox, PS4, right? It looks phenomenal. It plays great. It's an awesome game. But they're releasing a Devil May Cry 5 special edition, digital only, PS5 launch title, and they did not say anything on what is special edition about it. Literally, it is them just maybe adding a few things, you know, adding a few DLC in there that so you, it's included in the, the purchase price um, and tossing it on the PS5. I would not be surprised if you could not play your PlayStation 4 copy on the PS5 because they want you to buy the Devil May Cry 5 Special Edition. Fuck you, Capcom. I take back all the good things I said about you, and I'm just joking. <laughs> no, no, let it out. Let it out. Uh, but it, it's, it's kind of stupid that they're releasing a, a Special Edition for this game with no real indication of what makes it so special. Like, I bought the game for $21. And I got a bunch of DLC stuff with it and everything like that. And I I think the game looks great as it is. And if I can't play my copy of Devil May Cry 5 that I purchased already on the PlayStation 5 because they might have a limitation because they want me to buy the, the PS5 version. No, screw that. You're not getting my money. No money for you. Okay, well... I'm going to say hard pass because it's not a game I play. Um, and I really got nothing else for it aside from the fact that like the trailers always look fun. And then I'm just like, Oh, it's a double may cry game. Oh, they added Virgil as a character that you can play as. It's just another character. That's it. Wow, they added, they added knives chow to Scott yeah. Pilgrim. Do you yeah. want me to have a parade outside? I will. Um, See, this is the, the next game on the list. You still say Mantu because I can see your notes. And I think the platformer could be zany and fun. I'm talking about Oddworld Soulstorm. I Man. still want to see more. Every time I see the trailer, I want to see more. Really? I, I, yeah, in, in our notes, I wrote meh because it just looks okay. There is comedy in it for sure, but I'm not too sure um, how I feel about it. But then again, I like never really fun? You don't like I never laughing? I never really played the Oddworld games. I didn't like the theme or like the 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 world. 
I, I think it's a it's a way to maybe have a different style of game at a launch that there's a lot of titles that are seemingly similar. But it's just a platformer. Yeah, but you also have a bunch of time shifting games coming out with the launch of the the console. You True. have Demon Souls. Like you have Spider Man. You have you have mainstays on the console. Maybe you're gonna want something a little cheaper. Maybe you want a little something something. Maybe this game's thirty bucks. Who knows? Probably not, but Probably. you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, bargain bin for me. I want to try it, but I think I'd want to try it before I buy it. Yeah, like I'm. I'm not completely writing it off, but um, I would just buy it at a bargain, deep discount price. How about a uh, Five Nights at Freddy's? You know what? What type of game is this? Uh, it's a game that ensures that young teens will continually buy Funko Pops. I never played the other Five Nights at Freddy's, um, or as as I call it. What type of game is this? I, uh, uh, I have no idea. It didn't really show you anything. It was like what, like in a warehouse or something. It's um. I'm trying to find out exactly what it is because, like, it's just never interested in me. It's an American indie video game series. The video game. Okay, so you. Um, Freddy's is a pizza place. This is what I've learned. I the series Freddy, is centered I on the fictional. There. Yeah, the the series is centered on the fictional Freddy's uh, Phase Bears Pizza, uh, a pistache of the pizza restaurant such as Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, so it's like, uh, it's kind of like those creepy animatronic bears. Bears. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not down for that. Those things fucking freaked me out when I was a kid. Yeah, so you have to survive against animatronic characters and they try and kill you. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I was terrified of those things when I was a kid. Yeah, I'll pass. Go to Chuck E. Cheese and fucking cry on the way home because the bear jumped out at me. No way. No way. I would Jose. just cry going past Chuck E. Cheese because I've never been to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> and they're going bankrupt in Canada, so you'll never be. Oh. Demon Souls, the remake of the original game. David Snore. says meh. I so say it's funny. Hi, so when I was watching, so I watched this live on YouTube. And all of the comments when this was going on, it was, I feel like people were divided. It almost as if there was a equal number of people that were like super excited for this as there were people that were like, seriously, you're just doing a remake of this game. Like I've already played this game and they've already released demon souls again, like remastered, right? Like they're just remastering it again or remaking it again. Um, and the thing is, they're selling this game at full price again. If you want to get mad at Nintendo for releasing games again on a, their new system at full price, this is exactly what Sony is doing and whatever Bandai Namco is doing with Demon Souls. This hey, game has been fairness. this game has been released twice already, Look, and so I they're releasing it the third time at a full price, and the game prices are going up. Shame on you. Not you, but, Sean. Sony. But, but, but you're like, 
I was mad at the price I had to pay for three games. And yeah, it was brought to my attention that I was paying literally, what, $28 per game. Which is, if you look at what they're worth now individually, we got the 3D collection for the price you'd pay for Sunshine still used. Mm-hmm. Sunshine brand new is worth like $300. Which doesn't seem like a lot, but it seems like enough. So, yeah, okay, the Demon Souls thing, I get it. And especially if they're going to slap anything higher than a $39 price tag on it for another remake to the PS5, okay, like, fuck off, enough is enough. But when you get a three-game bundle, which also included the soundtracks to those games, that's a little bit more reasonable. I was still not happy that I paid seven, or what was it, seventy nine ninety nine for this one? Yeah, yeah. I was happy that I paid it. The soundtracks are phenomenal too. You know what? I ended up. I I realized that I did. I was just listening to the uh, Mario Galaxy soundtrack on there as I was kind of like doing some other things around. And I didn't even realize that like I was browsing through it and listening to a few of them. But the next thing I know, I'm, you know, 15 tracks in and I'm just sitting there just kind of like chilling and listening to the soundtrack for Super Mario Galaxy. You know, so, yeah, some people are like, oh, you got the soundtrack. Meh. But, you know, I listened to it. They they put work into it. That's the thing. Like, uh, and, and that was a three co- game collection. Like, like. Like you said, you know, Super Mario Sunshine goes for seventy bucks used by itself on GameCube. Yeah. That doesn't have any any of the visual enhancements, or um, yeah, I guess enhancements that they've implemented into the the Switch version, right? But then, yeah, Demon Souls comes out and they have the audacity to sell it at full price again. They're, I don't. They're bitches. Yeah. They're bitches and hoes. Um, finally, well, there, there's two more things, but I, um, they just showed off Fortnite because why wouldn't they? Yeah. Which LOL. I'm really surprised. I'm really surprised EA wasn't like, hey, we'll give you $100,000 if you throw Apex up there. I'm just wink at them. However, I will say about Fortnite really quickly. Did you see your notification from Epic Games? Yeah, uh, it would have been... I didn't really if you pre-order Star oh, Wars, right. what is it? Not Rogue Squadron, the new one. Uh, Squadrons. Yes, not Rogue Squadron, just Squadrons. If you pre-order Squadrons through the Epic Games Store, you get a X-Wing Glider for Fortnite as a pre-order bonus. So if you are an avid Fortnite player and you are getting Squadrons, that is an awesome deal. Because you're going to be the cool guy with the X-Wing while everybody else is on snowboards. You're standing on an X-Wing. That's pretty fun. Um, finally, they showed us God of War 2's title screen-ish. Not even. It was a logo. I found it funny that we saw, well, it's going to be called Ragnarok. And if you guys are fans of Thor, the movies, you've just seen everything that they've done in Thor and implemented into God of War. Um, just in a different kind of way. But mm-hmm. Ragnarok is that demon that you saw in the Final Fantasy trailer that yeah. big dinosaur kind of fire demon with uh, the big horns uh but i mentioned to you two years ago when i finished god of war um the fact that his son is named loki and he's the trickster god and or art um artius artius arteris 
but he's really named Loki and it wasn't really his son the whole time. And they go to a statue of Thor and you just see so many different things going on because it's like so based on Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. And now the next game is called Ragnarok. So the world's going to end. Is that what this is telling us? Are they going to get on a ship? Are they going to take the Bifrost and go save Earth? What's going on? I don't know. It looks cold, though. The logo. Yeah. Well, the game was fairly cool. Did you play God of War? Did anyone? I um, I bought the game. I For put it in my. Yeah. yeah, it was like ten bucks. I bought it, put the disc in my system, installed it, updated, loaded it up, played maybe about ten minutes into it. Then I was like, you know what? I don't have the time to get into this game right now, and I haven't played it since. You only did the beginning where you canoe down the river. That I might is not it. Have even got, I might not even have even got to that part. So the beginning of the game, you're like literally gathering gathering things to like, um, you're gathering a log. That's it. Yeah. Is there like a a, a pig or something that you hunt? Uh, I think you hunt like a deer or something later, something and then that, you get yeah. you get attacked. Because yeah, I did a little bit of that. That's it, though. Yeah, pretty much. So, if Sony ended their pre- uh, their presentation at the oh they showed a trailer with the ps plus collection and a lot of really good games but if sony ended their presentation here just ended it and be like just just left it off they didn't have to touch on the ps5 at all they could have just left it at this they could have well, shown some new touch on the ps5 you're right they had to they had to but the way it was designed because you notice you notice how it was presented? It could have gone the other way. It could have just ended there. And they could have had been preparing to do another presentation, I don't know, a week or two from now to launch the console. Maybe having like an October rollout and then have six weeks before the console came out. Wouldn't that have been like nice for them? Maybe that was what they originally planned. Maybe. They would have, if you stopped it at God of, or the PlayStation Collection... I would have given this presentation a solid B. There were some games I had interest in. I got to see some footage of Call of Duty. The Hogwarts thing came as a little bit of a surprise for a lot of people. Final Fantasy blew like the doors off for a lot of people, and they led with that. All in all, probably out of all the game presentations we saw all summer, that was probably the best one. Would you agree? Um, no. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> I, just, I, just agree. I agree. I agree that the the order of operations that they did this was was well done. I think it was well thought out. They kind of started off strong, went to some of their weaker things, um, you know, and and that's like Death Loop, Devil May Cry, uh, and then finished off strong as well with like the the games that they know are popular or something that people would really want. But the only other thing that I want to caveat in that question is they didn't do any of that bullshit being like like Microsoft does with their exclusive worldwide premiere and Sony does with their whole like just in the little corner optimized for PS5. What you're seeing is pre-rendered footage from PS5. This was just great. Most of that stuff was actually recorded from PC. But but what I'm saying is all this stuff was just sh- like straight trailers. Like they didn't have any of that like 
it was just steak and potatoes. There was no well, there was no chives. There was no butter. There was nothing. It was just, remember the last one where they had that stupid like the PlayStation logo between every single one, every single video. They had that on this one too, but it wasn't as long. Like they cut them down a bit, so they were like five seconds instead of like fifteen. But I don't know. Like I, I feel like they kind of they cut it down, and like you said, yeah, just mean potatoes, just like the basic stuff that people wanted. Um, but they ended with God of War too, right? Like that was their Metroid Prime Four, right? Because they yeah. they announced the PlayStation Plus collection, which we we didn't really speak of, but um, they didn't. The they announced the PlayStation Plus collection for PS Five, and then the they released the release date and price of the systems. And then they ended with a, Oh yes. One last thing. God of war two. Right. Um, I want to just touch on the PS plus collection for a second. Cause I'm a little peeved about this. I thought you were peeved at me for not bringing it up. I was like, well, no, I'm no. not going to talk about 20 games. No, no. So the PlayStation plus collection is for uh, PlayStation five people. And essentially it allows you to download a curated list of games that define the generation of the PlayStation four and you can play them for free. So it's included with your PlayStation plus subscription. Awesome. Great. So people have an awesome and a very good collection of games that they can play with at the beginning, right from the get go. But that's it. There is no other information. Is it going to expand? Is it going to be growing? Is it there to kind of compete against game pass? I'm not, mad about the playstation plus collection i think that's great and especially because there's a lot of games in there that i think people missed out on right that is going to give them the option to play it what really annoys me is that sony has this thing called playstation now they've had it for years and it has slowly but surely be growing to be something pretty solid um, being able to download playstation 2 games and PS4 games directly to the PlayStation 4 and play them is just the same as Game Pass. Not only do they, excuse me, have the PS4 games and the PS2 games that you can play on your your system, you can also stream PS3 games and some other PS2 games as well to your system. So just the same as xCloud that just released and Game Pass. They could have been using the PlayStation 5 to push hardcore the their ps now subscription sony has this whole kind of like gaming subscription service in the bag like they have it down to a science with ea play being added on there and all of like their first and third party games or a majority of their third party games being released at launch you know game pass is quite possibly one of the best values in gaming that you can have right now I'm annoyed that they announced this PlayStation Plus collection as a separate entity from PlayStation Now. What they could have done is they could have even just implemented PlayStation Now into PlayStation Plus. And now it's like, oh, now your game library has increased, you know, tenfold. But no, they just kind of continued. They, they're doing what Sony always does. If something isn't being super successful, they just kind of sweep it under the rug, support it casually a little bit for the next while eventually to just let it disappear they did that with the playstation vita the psp once it kind of once the vita released the playstation portable was just kind of like they just kind of forgot about it right yeah 
the Vita released and it was almost like within six months it was dead because they just didn't support their own system, right? PlayStation Now, I've sub- I bought two year subscription because I ended up getting it for like thirty bucks for the year, which was a sweet deal. And it is it actually is quite impressive. It's nowhere near what Game Pass is or what Game Pass is growing to be. But Sony could have really used the PlayStation Five as a platform to push their PlayStation Now subscription or that service in general. So, yeah, I'm just annoyed with the PlayStation Plus collection. I think it's great for people who haven't played those games, but they could have put the that in with PlayStation Now. And they could have got that extra money from people to subscribe to PlayStation Now because, what, and we'll, we'll discuss this in a little bit, the cost of games are going up. Yeah. And with Xbox... We've we've already determined that you know it costs it's it's actually smarter and more financially feasible for us to buy a year of Game Pass Ultimate, hell, or even just regular Game Pass, and have access to all of those games that they release on Game Pass, like all the launch titles and stuff like that, than it is to buy you know say three three games. Whereas Sony could have used the PlayStation Now subscription and people are it's microsoft is proving people are paying for this subscription service right sony could have been like oh you know what we're having the playstation plus collection added to playstation now so this curated list of the games that define the the playstation 4 is going to be included forever or in playstation now and you can subscribe and it's it's fairly cheap. It's like 60 or 70 bucks a year. It's cheaper than game pass, but no, Sony's doing Sony and they're just ignoring one of their, their own creations, things that something that they kind of conceived and tried to push um, when it launched and it had a rocky start and they just kind of let it go the way of the, the dingo. Oh, the dingo. I know. I, I I was just really annoyed with that because I was expecting to hear something about PlayStation Now, um, and we don't even know if the PS Five will support PlayStation Now. So I don't know. After this whole presentation, it kind of solidified my feelings that I don't need to get a PS Five at launch because any of the games that I do want to play, primarily Spider Man. Miles Morales um, is coming out on PS4. I have a huge backlog of games for my PS4, and the price of games have gone up. Yeah, I don't disagree. And when I want to play Miles Morales, I'm borrowing your PS4, so it's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, so you, you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. But yeah, they announced the price of the PS5, and I think they were kind of shoehorned into doing that, right? I think because of the leak of. Microsoft having to release it early. Not only was Microsoft kind of robbed of the chance to kind of make a big deal about it, right? Um, Sony was kind of forced to play their hand. And I said this, they're going to sell that at a loss and we, we discussed this. And so the, the price of the PS5 what was it? Four ninety nine with the the disc version, four ninety nine US. 
So the same price as the Xbox One or Xbox Series X. But then the digital version, this is the interesting one, $399 US, which is 100 bucks more than the Xbox Series S. Now, granted, the PS5 disc and digital version, it's the same specs minus the optical drive. Yeah. Right? Um, so when, you, when you're comparing the power, um, the PS5 might be a little more... I, I don't have the, the, the exact... Um, specifications of like the CPU and stuff like that. Um, but the digital version might be still, you know, more powerful than the, the series S, but it's also a hundred dollars more. That's because they're claiming that it will have full 4k support at 120 Hertz. Mm-hmm. And you notice in every comparison, it's like Microsoft 1440 P 120 FPS. And then, 4k support for the series s and then for a playstation 5 it's like 4k 128 or 120 hertz 8k support so why are you comparing apples to oranges why can't you tell us what the frames per second are and the resolution for both well the thing is is like 120 hertz is roughly the same frame rate like i i guess some of these some of these comparisons they're just use they're intermingling um uh the scriptures so generally, well, if something, if, something re- if the refresh rate is 60 hertz, generally you can assume that um, they mean 60 frames per second, right? Like, or at least targeting that. Um, but the thing is, is like, here's the thing. The Xbox Series X released at 499 US dollars. So 500 bucks US, which equals to about 670, I think it is, Canadian. Yeah. Is that what the exchange rate is right now? Um, close. I don't. Um, I don't have it on the top of my head. No. Let me just double check. Uh, yeah, just six hundred and sixty dollars Canadian. So, um, Microsoft has released the Xbox, and this was roughly around what we were saying—about six hundred bucks, right, in Canada. But they did Canada a big favor. And changed the price. They actually lowered the price in Canada, so it's five ninety nine Canadian. So they are actually losing roughly sixty bucks on the console in Canada. Um, and here's what Sony did: they did a direct conversion, and they took off thirty bucks. So the PS five in Canada is six hundred and thirty dollars, and the Twitter PlayStation Canada, when they announced the, the uh, PS five price in Canada, Twitter was blowing up because people were like, you couldn't do Canada a favor and at least try and match what uh, Microsoft did for us. And here's the thing. They're charging people full price or if not more, I guess for a weaker system. If you compare the the PS5 and the Xbox Series X, you know, stat for stat, the Xbox Series X is significantly more powerful than the PlayStation 5. And here's Sony being like, "Yep, Canada, you know, we'll we'll cut the price down 30 bucks for you because, you know, 700 bucks is a lot before taxes." Uh, but it still makes it a easy decision to get a PS or an Xbox. Yeah. Right? No, it like, definitely does. The PlayStation 5, the disc version, is $711 after tax in Ontario. 
game prices have gone up to $69.99 US dollars. So $89.99 in Canada. So 90 bucks for a new game. In Ontario, that is $101 and change after tax. Games are fucking expensive now. And with Game Pass, I, I'm going to say it again, Game Pass makes it such an easy choice to get an Xbox. Because for 100 bucks, you know, or 130 bucks, I can get a year subscription to Game Pass and I can play all of these like new games. Sure, for a limited time, right? Whenever they decide to take them off there, but most of them are on there for a few months anyways, right? Mm-hmm. And with Game Pass, you also get a discount on the games if you want to buy them. I don't know. It's uh, a lot of people are upset about the um, about the price of the X or the PlayStation Five. So I've got a I've got a quick and immediate breakdown for you. So the PlayStation Five, the PS Five, and the PS Five digital edition in America is five and four hundred dollars. Xbox X is um, five and three hundred dollars here or in America. Key exclusives for the PlayStation 5 are Spider-Man Miles Morales, Horizon 2 Forbidden West, and Gran Turismo 7. This is what this website has. And you can now include Final Fantasy. <clears throat> Microsoft is boasting a launch lineup, or which is within a three-month window of Halo Infinite, uh, Senua's Saga, Hellblade 2, Forza uh, Motorsport 8, and State of Decay 3. CPU for the PS5 is an 8-core, 3.5 gigahertz AMD Zen 2. And Microsoft is like, okay, we will do the exact same. The GPU, however, for the PS5 is 10.3 teraflops at an AMD RDNA 2, which just sounds about like a bunch of gibberish for people who don't understand. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft is now is selling the their system with a 12 teraflop AMD RDNA 2. With me so far? Great. So already Microsoft has an advantage because they have more flops to their Terra. <laughs> Ramp. I know, right? I've, I've been waiting all day. I wrote that down. Yeah. Um, RAM. Both are boasting 16 gigs of GDDR6. Storage, the PlayStation 5 has an underwhelming 825 gigabyte custom SSD. And people on the internet are confused. People think that this system has a one terabyte drive and the operating system is making it 825. No, that is going to be what's available to you. Like you're... I'm assuming, unless I'm wrong, that the storage is that because it has a 225, or it has a small SSD for the the operating system and to fire a game, right? So it has a second drive in it? I don't know. All right. <laughs> Microsoft is giving you a terabyte uh, with an NVMe SSD. So that Xbox Series X is going to fire shit fast. Um, resolution both say up to 8K, frame rate up to 120 frames per second. Opticals are both 4K UHD Blu-ray. There's not a lot of differences here. The, my, the Xbox is a computer. It is a more powerful computer. It is going to present your information faster. Sony fanboys need to get off their dick for two seconds. Just, just tell Sony that their stuff is too much. I'm glad they're selling it at a loss. I'm actually ecstatic. Because well, it, it, here's the it's thing, funny. though, I, I, I think that the reason why that the digital version is priced a hundred bucks more than the Series S is because they're selling the the disc version at a loss and the 
they have to make up that price somehow. There's no reason for the difference in price to be a hundred bucks, right? Like a disc drive, a UHD disc drive, you can buy a ultra HD Blu-ray player for, you know, 60 bucks. Yeah. And you know that Sony has, you know, has a huge, huge order for these drives. And if anyone knows any manufacturing, um, the more you order something, the more something is made, the lower it costs to make each one individually. I wouldn't be surprised if they got these, the, the disc drives for, you know, 25 bucks a pop. So the price difference is a hundred bucks only. And I think it could have easily been a $200 price difference. Like it, they could have sold it at two ninety nine, and that would have been more, more close to what, um, it's worth kind of thing, if this is making sense. But I feel like they, they increase the price of the digital edition so that, and, and don't get me wrong, I think Microsoft is selling theirs at a slight loss as well. Um, oh, but, not, but not as much as Sony. Um, and, but I think they are, they have the price of the digital version increased to a, to a, a certain amount just so that they can make more money on the digital versions to offset the loss of what they are having on the disc version. And maybe Sony learned from the PlayStation three when that launched, remember that was like $700, right? Mm. And at the time though, Blu-ray technology was like non-existent. Um, So that was such an expensive machine, but it's been how many years? since the PlayStation one or PS3 came out and you can buy a Blu-ray player for 20 bucks, right? Everything has Blu-ray drives in them now. Well, except for laptops, laptops just don't have anything, but the cost of these, this technology isn't at the point where they need to be charging that much for it. Um, and I think, yeah, like I said, Sony is selling the disc for they're both at a loss, but they've increased the price of the digital version to make up at some of that loss that they're having of their their higher tier one. The Plus the, the materials the cost of manufacturing material and the fact that Microsoft went with rectangles and Sony went with some sort of weird spaceship. Yeah. Like that that takes into factor for like the overall cost too because it might cost a dollar and a half to manufacture the case for the Xbox. But what does the manipulated case cost to manufacture? Cause you have to warp the case on. Well, it'd be like injection molding and stuff like that, but then it's the cost of making a, a mold for it. You know, it's easier to make a mold for something that is a box with some vent holes and stuff like that and pop that all together. And we also have to remember here guys that, Microsoft cut a small hole into their co- controller to add a share button. <laughs> and, and Sony was just like, we're like that controller still looks so uncomfortable. It yeah. just looks, it looks wrong. It, yeah. It looks like really weird. I'm going to buy and one. Granted, we will have to see how it feels like obviously, but it just doesn't, it's weird. Sony, they had something going. It was okay. Like the PS4 controller is not perfect, but it was more comfortable to hold than the PS3 controller. Uh, and then they're like, no, we're just going to redesign it completely. The they're PS4 trying to pull in Nintendo. Unbelievably comfortable. Mm-hmm. If I didn't like the Xbox controller so much, and like I think, 
like going from an elite to a regular controller back and forth and like even going through the the life cycle of the Xbox One how the first ones had that really like slick matte finish that like if your hand started sweating the controller didn't feel super great in your hand mm-hmm. um, to them putting the the stippled grip on the back or just etching it so like your fingers had the ability to breathe a little bit um not like um like an image etching, but like there, there's way to like control air in your hands a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you look at like the way they've slightly adjusted the Xbox controller over the last seven years versus the no changes they made to the PS4 controller, like they, they might've like shaved a millimeter here or there, made it a little bit more. Um, like I remember the launch ones, the, the base sat a little bit lower. So your, your thumb would get tired a little bit, quicker like below the gamepad and then they kind of adjusted it a little with the re-release of the dual shock mm-hmm. but uh, i think they did that when the pro came out right it uh, was just yeah a slight adjustment but like your thumbs felt a little bit more natural in there this looks like you're changing the way you're even holding your hand like it looks like you have to turn out a little bit more so it's interesting i again Maybe that's why the cost is also a little bit higher because they've had to reinvent a control that they're selling for $90. I believe that's the price because I was standing yeah. outside of an EB and ninety well, bucks. They're, so, they're sold out everywhere, um, consoles, but people are pre-ordering the controllers so they can sell them to people. Yeah. I mean, not a bad idea. <laughs> well, that's, that's another thing, though. So Microsoft... When they announced their system and the price, they said pre-orders are starting on uh, September twenty-second. Yep. Um, that gives you know retailers and people to kind of get their shit together, right? Retailers can get their allotments and stuff like that, and set up something to you know limit the number of consoles necessary that people can order. You know, one or two per customer or whatnot. Do you, do you want to talk about the good one we saw online today? Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second because that's that's directly related to this though. So the PlayStation Five went up for pre-order just shortly after their um, presentation by accident. Not even uh, by accident. Yeah, because retailers weren't getting the pre-order until the seventeenth. Because when I walked into work, this is legit. I was like, "Why the fuck is there a line in front of my store? Mario doesn't come out till tomorrow." And I didn't think, or I didn't like put two and two together and I talked to the guy at EB and he was just like, yeah, we have a line of like 50 people and I have like 17 pre-orders or like they, they had more than that. They were sold out by like 11, 17, but they, what happened was I guess Best Buy and another website let them go live the night before, which fucked everything up and it ruined allocations for a lot of people. Well, like Best Buy. Yeah. I, Best Buy's pre-orders were up later that evening and i was looking like when i was looking i could have pre-ordered no problem it was fine but probably about 25 minutes after i was kind of looking around they started selling out and they other retailers started selling pre-orders and stuff like that and it's fucked everything up um and i know that um the allocations to retailers is all messed up um because of this and also i think because these things went on pre-order so quickly, there was not a real confirmation of when 
or how much each retailer is getting. Now, obviously, it's it's always known that big stores like Best Buy, Walmart, and even Amazon will get a significant amount. But still, each store and you know online warehouses will only have so many, right? And you know, I, I said this last episode, and I echo it. I feel bad for anyone who pre-ordered, you know, weeks if not months ago from smaller stores or even, you know, stores that decided like EB games or Walmart's or whatever that decided to take pre-orders early because there's a good chance that you are not going to get one. Yeah. Which was a good word of caution because there are stores and we, um, we, we went into a store the other day and we were told that um, I, I'm not going to name the store because I, I think that's kind of embarrassing to them. But uh, I asked about, I inquired about it. And they're like, oh, we have like 50 names on our list and we were allocated 10. Yeah. And the thing is, is like now it's on to those stores who contact all of those people who either put their name on a list or put money down and are expecting to get a PS5. I guarantee now, you're watching the, the release and be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm golden. I pre-ordered that already. Ha ha ha. But now they're gonna have to get that call being like, yeah, sorry, our store is not getting enough. So, yeah. like, I mean, you and I have to be in line Monday morning for our Xboxes, right? The twenty second. Uh, yeah, right. So, uh, got to get in there just now, to be able to pre-order. But let me ask you something before we get into what we saw from Microplay and New Market, which we thought was pretty cool. When you pre-order a game six weeks or eight weeks out, or even when the last generation came out, we were able to pre-order that in June. Mm-hmm. What is the purpose of pre-ordering it to you, aside from making sure you get a day one? What to what to you does it give you? Um, a raging boner. It does give that, but it also gives you time. Yeah, gives you time to acquire six hundred and sixty-seven dollars. Oh, and that's the thing is, or seven hundred and eleven dollars. And, and that's usually what I do with pre-orders of anything. Either if it's a game, generally I will try and pay it off. Like if it's in store, I'll just pay it off at once because it's like, you know what? I have the money for this game now. I might as well just pay it off now, right? And do that. It's 100 bucks. But for consoles, especially big purchases, um, I know both Sean and I, and I know a lot of other people do this too. They'll put a pre-order and then every so often they'll go and put some more money down on there just so that, on release date, it's not such a huge hit to the wallet. Yeah. The the big thing that, like I know you and I have kind of stepped up our urgency with this PlayStation thing, although we don't think the Xbox is going to have nearly the draw in the areas in which we are looking to pre-order, which is fine. Neither of us live in Toronto where people are just going to buy it to sell their pre-orders. Which, if you look on Kijiji, you can get a PS5 pre-order right now on there for some good money. But you and I went back and forth, what was it, yesterday, about do we put 50% of the money down or we just put the whole thing? And you and I determined, we're like, I guess the store that we're pre-ordering at is going to get $1,200 on Monday. Because that's the only way we're going to guarantee ourselves a console right now. Right. And we were like, oh shit, Like that's kind of savage that the way it's happening and we we get that but the way sony's launch went like there's stores out there now like the one that we were talking about that 
only got 10 copies of the console and we're aware like the reason we brought up microplay new market is they have a social media posting which we'll read you a little bit of not a whole bunch but we'll read you a little bit they were given like a, a small allocation as well they're not outwardly telling the number of how many consoles they got but because so many people have they, they want to support this smaller business and they don't want to buy from like an eb games um they're holding a raffle and so anybody who's on their pre-order list is going to have a spot raffled out. Whereas this other store is just going to have to like, like first 10 people or 15 people to pay, get the console. Yeah. Which is really not fair to some people who like on one side, it's not fair to somebody who thought they had eight weeks to pay for something and now they're paying for it before, but they're also paying the price for taking pre-orders before pre-orders were open. Yeah. But like looking at some of these things on on Kijiji, like people are sleazy. So look at this; they're not selling. So four hundred and fifty dollars. You see this, like oh, PS Five Pro or four hundred fifty bucks? No, they are selling you the information and the confirmation to purchase the PS Five for four hundred and fifty dollars. So not only do you have to go and buy and spend the seven hundred dollars after tax on the PS Four, you have to. This guy wants four hundred and fifty bucks just for the confirmation email and all that stuff to pick it up. Someone else has this 300 bucks, same thing confirmed order $300 to buy the pre-order you pay when you pick up in store. So same thing they're selling the pre-order, not only like not even the system, just the pre-order that they have for 300 bucks. Um, someone is, has this, the disc version for $1,200. Like that's double what it is. Same thing. Uh, an Amazon order. They're selling it for eight fifty. You know, like it's just, it's ridiculous. And this is the problem. What happened is that people were buying up all of these pre-orders. They went up so quickly and it's scalpers because people know that it's going to be a hot item. And there has been rumors over the last little while that there was some manufacturing issues and um, they're, they're due to COVID and all of that stuff. So the amount of systems available at launch might be less than what Sony had originally hoped for. Now, granted Sony has since denied that, but that could just be damage control, right? So, you know, these systems, people are already posting them online on Kijiji and stuff like that, just to sell the opportunity to buy a game and or buy the system. And there was an actual, a a post or tweet from PlayStation um, earlier today. So by the time this episode's out, you know, a few days, a few days ago saying, let's be honest, PS5 pre-orders could have been a lot smoother. We truly apologize for that. Over the next few days, we will release more PS5 consoles for pre-order retailers or for pre-order retailers will share more details and more PS5s will be available through the end of the year. So um, here's the thing though. They are doing damage control on their pre-orders. They know that the ones that they have allotted for stores have been eaten up very quickly and they have to give more out. They probably have, set it up so that they had stock that they could slowly send to um, retailers over the, you know, the weeks leading up to Christmas, right? So that there was a 
consistent amount of stock in stores so that people aren't waiting, you know, two, three weeks just for stores to get more inventory. But now they have to give more of that allotment. So it's all going to be bought up super fast for sure. People are, you're going to see these things on Kijiji and on Craigslist and on Facebook marketplace, all of that. Right. And, um, I think this is bad news for Sony because they're going to, it's, it's just going to keep happening. What microplay in new market was doing though. Do you remember? Yeah, they were yeah. doing, they, so they were in the raffle. Yeah. The raffle. But one thing that they said is that they weren't allowing any online um, orders for the raffle. And I don't know how they're doing it because they're saying that the raffle is for the opportunity to pre-order a bundle that they're putting together, which is pretty cool. Um, so obviously like the raffle tickets are going to be probably f- no cost, right? Like they can't really charge for a raffle just to pre-order. That would be kind of sleazy business. But what they're saying is that you actually have to physically go into the store to get a raffle ticket, which, uh, in their words was to, what was it? Um, what was it? It was like to, uh, he sent it to me on, uh, <laughs> Instagram. We lose every single customer and, or sorry, we love every single customer. And how do we go about placing five consoles up for pre-order while making it fair for everyone? That's why we are raffling. Um, You have the ability to buy one of five PS5 bundles that are available. Um, This is the big thing though. Um, Can I enter the raffle online? That was the question. No, this will be a in-store only raffle. And once again, make it fair as we need to support these local customers that have been supporting us for 25 plus years. So that's the big thing though. They are not allowing any online orders for this raffle or anything like that. Um, And that's great. And I think that online pre-orders are great for some people. But there is always going to be those people that sit there and what they do is they just buy up consoles just to resell them. I worked, this is, for, I worked for five years at a Shoppers Drug Mart. Um, and if anyone has ever shopped at Shoppers Drug Mart, you know that you can buy consoles there. And they always have like the 20 times optimum points days where you can get a ton of money back in points. And it got to the point where every weekend that we would have these bonus point days, this one guy and eventually it grew to more people as people kind of caught on that you could do this but they would come in and buy all of our xboxes all of the playstation 4s and all of the nintendo switches they would buy one get points redeem points on the other one so eventually like the cost per console drops down and then they sell them and eventually we had to stop like the, the company put a limit of two consoles per customer. So then people would come in and they would bring their significant other or they bring their buddies in and do it. There was one time these two, you know, they were college girls came in and they're like, Oh, we want to buy two PS fours. I'm like, okay. And they both wanted to, I'm like, okay, cool. It's two per customer. So here's what I can do. You and your friend can both buy two, but you need to use different awesome cards. You need to use different forms of payment. And this girl tried to like hand the credit card to her friend to buy it. And I'm like, I know exactly what you're doing. I'm going to see this on Kijiji, you know, for the amount, like twice as much as what you paid for. Right. And the, they got so mad because their dad had sent them to do this. And this is the problem that we're seeing with the PS five right now. And I'm, Honestly, I'm not going to be surprised if we see it with the Xbox. 
to be totally honest with you, because that's the world we're in right now. People are shitty and they will do anything to try and take advantage of other people. And they know that there's a demand for these systems. It's been a shitty year. Money is tight for people. So, you know, people are going to take advantage of the fact that, you know, if I can pre-order three of these PlayStation fives and two Xboxes and sell them for, you know, $200, $300 more than what they're worth, just to take advantage on someone who really wants this, I'm going to do it. No, fuck you. And that's it. And rant. (laughs) (laughs) And rant. Um, The last thing I will say about this raffle bundle thing that I found super unique is they're using the bundles to deter scalpers to the point that it's going to be a customizable bundle when you arrive at the store. So because they do have a little bit of room to manipulate their overhead, they might give you your choice of game because you've won the raffle. And it's because there's only five consoles available for the raffles. They're doing a very good uh, they're doing a very nice thing by including a game or something with it that wouldn't be available mm-hmm. typically. Yeah, they said that they're doing like some custom bundles that they're putting together, which is pretty sweet, right? Could you imagine the ability to get a second controller in this custom bundle? I'd, do, I'd pick that over a game. Well, they're about the same price. Well, what's going to last you longer? That copy of Call of Duty that's going to be useful for you for a year? Or the controller? The controller, because you're going to have friends over. They're going to beat the shit out of your controllers. They don't like Sony does have like the like the scuff controllers, but I don't think they really have a good elite controller, right? No, they don't. They don't, even, they don't even have a first party elite style controller. No, it's all yeah. third party stuff. And like scuff is great. And don't get me wrong. Like I love the competitive advantage that my elite gives me playing Call of Duty. But as I've said to you a few times, which is so sad my elite will sit in its container unless I'm playing an FPS. I will not play sports games with it. I won't play any game that you have to like beat the shit out of the the joystick. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of like third person shooters that are single player, I have no need to, to have hair triggers on because I'm using hair triggers to kill my, like opponents faster. I don't need that while I'm playing the story of Mm -hmm. outer worlds. Well, we all know that you haven't played Outer Worlds, so. I was so close the other day, man. So <laughs> close. One of these days. Or worse. But that's it for us. What we want to know from you guys is if you liked what the PlayStation had to offer, if you liked what Nintendo had to offer, and if you like the fact that people are reviewing Super Mario 3D. Stay tuned for us next week as I think we might debate Star Wars or we might talk about more news. Who knows? Because I sure do not. For myself and David, we will catch you guys soon. Peace. Peace.